0: read each other's thoughts, and hid in the basement scullery where their mother could never find them. As if it were their duty, they broke the rules one by one. Franny wore black and grew night-blooming jasmine on her windowsill. Jet read every novel written by E. Nesbitt and fed stray cats in the alley, and Vincent began to venture downtown by the time he turned 10. All three had the gray eyes the family was known for, but the sisters were opposites in every way. Frances was sulky and suspicious, while Jet was kind-hearted and so sensitive that a negative remark could make her break into hives. Jet was fashionable, following in her mother's stylish footsteps, but Frances was usually rumpled, her hair left uncombed. She was happiest when her boots were muddy as she navigated the park, wandering through Sheep Meadow. Her gift with wild birds allowed her to bring them to her merely by lifting her hand. From a distance, when she ran so fast she was nearly flying, it seemed as if she spoke their language and was meant for their world more than her own. As for Vincent, he possessed such an unearthly charm that only hours after his birth, a nurse in the maternity ward of Columbia Presbyterian Hospital had tucked him into her coat in a failed kidnapping attempt. During her trial, she'd told the court that the abduction was not her fault. She'd been spellbound, unable to resist him. As time went on, this wasn't an unusual complaint. Vincent was spoiled rotten, treated by Jet as though he were a baby doll, and by Francis as if he were a science experiment. If you pinched him, Francis wondered, would he cry? If you offered him a box of cookies, would he make himself sick by eating every one? Yes, it turned out, and yes again. When Vincent misbehaved, which was often, Frances made up stories filled with punishments for little boys who would not do as they were told, not that her cautionary tales stopped him. All the same, she was his protector, and remained so even when he was far taller than she. The school they attended was despised by all three children, though Susanna Owens had worked hard at getting them accepted, throwing cocktail parties for the board of the Starling School at the family's townhouse. Though their home was ramshackle due to a lack of funds, their father, a psychiatrist, insisted on seeing many of his patients gratis, the place never failed to impress. Susanna staged the parlor for school gatherings with silver trays and silk throw pillows, bought for the event, and then returned to Tiffany and Bendel the very next day. Starling was a snobby, clannish establishment, with a guard stationed at the front door at 78th Street. Uniforms were required for all students, although Franny regularly hitched up her gray skirt and rolled down the scratchy knee socks, leaving her freckled legs bare. Her red hair curled in humid weather, and her skin burned if she was in the sun for more than 15 minutes. Franny stood out in a crowd, which irritated her no end. She was tall and continued to grow until finally in fifth grade she reached the dreaded six-foot mark. She had always had especially long, coltish arms and legs. Because of this, her gawky stage lasted for ten years, from the time she was a glum kindergartner who was taller than any of the boys until she turned 15. Often she wore red boots, bought at a second-hand store, Strange girl, was written in her records. Perhaps psychological testing is needed. The sisters were outsiders at school, with Jet an especially easy target. Her classmates could make her cry with a nasty note or a well-aimed shove. When she began hiding in the girls' bathroom for most of the day, Franny swiftly interceded. Soon enough, the other students knew not to irritate the Owens sisters, not if they didn't want to trip over their own shoes or find themselves stuttering when called upon to give a report. There was something about the sisters that felt dangerous, even when all they were doing was eating tomato sandwiches in the lunchroom or searching for novels in the library. Cross them, and you came down with the flu or the measles. Rile them, and you'd likely be called to the principal's office, accused of cutting classes or cheating. Frankly, it was best to leave the Owen sisters alone. Franny's only friend was Halen Walker, who was taller than she by three inches and equally antisocial. He was a legacy, doomed to be a starling student from the moment of his birth. His grandparents had donated the athletic building, Walker.